These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We're coming to you live from the George... Since when? I thought we fixed it this season. Uh, uh, This must be... Is this a rerun? It's April Fool's Day. Mm. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in the studio today with a very talented group of comedians... TJ, what's up, brother? Hey. What's shaking? It's going great. (laughs) Why are you moving like you're a robot? I don't know. (laughs) I'm nervous now because I'm over here against, like, the other side of the table and y'all have to lay together there. TJ can't handle change. We are, like, it's like the Shark Tank again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jar peas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. It's going good. It's glad to see all your beautiful faces today. Thanks, TJ. It's good to see you, too, Mm -hmm. man. You're looking good. Thank you. Alexandria, how are you? Oh, you know, I am present. Just always great to be present in here. It's been a busy week, lots of things going on, so just trying to gain my footing again and get my head on straight. This is a safe space. Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here with you and kind of let out all the brain mush with my friends and get to be funny with you guys. That's what it's about, right? Yeah. Sharing the human experience with mm-hmm. our listeners. George, how's your human experience? We all smoked a bowl before this recording. <laughs> we, we invited TJ to share the human experience. That's a great point. Mm. Um, I can totally relate to the human experience. Do you Don't think question if, anything. Do you think if we discover that aliens from another planet what? sent spies and they just nope. downloaded a bunch of Tinder conversations and fed them into a robot that TJ could be one of them. Not all. If they put it through Google Translate as well. Yeah. <laughs> or Alta Vista. <laughs> hey, you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> Let's go out. I see why you said that. I see that. Yeah, I get it now. It makes sense. It makes sense. I know we did Tinder theater a little while earlier. Yeah. How's your Tinder going? It's... Ugh. That's a whole other story. Ah, man. On a scale of 10 being you're happy and meeting great people and going on great dates. Right. And one being... One. It's... Yeah. Oh, no. It's one. One. Wait, so you're not still seeing Sebastian? No. What about other Sebastian? No. There were so many Sebastians, and now there's none. Yeah, it's not as great under the sea. Was... (laughs) No. It is not. Did you meet both? No. But presumably one of them would have been taller, so the other one would have been Little Sebastian? Oh, mm, my God. Possibly. I do oh, love Parks Will. and Rec. Well, great. Folks, I want to talk to you all about dreams. What? I was dreaming the other night that there was this squirrel, and this man mm-hmm. had stolen my wallet, and I was chasing this man up a fire escape. Oh. Okay. And there was a squirrel up there with us and the squirrel jumped onto my person onto you yes and was clawing at my neck with its little evil squirrel teeth oh Mm. clawing with its teeth okay and (laughs) it was very strange squirrel Mm -hmm. i took it off and i flung it over the fire escape to protect myself Mm -hmm. the squirrel falls to the bottom (gasps) wow and the fellow who had robbed me starts to cry and i realized that this was his cherished 
pet. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And the next scene in the dream. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> well, you don't always transition in dreams, do you? <laughs> like in minutes later. Exterior. Yeah. <laughs> My dreams are just like the movie Inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I level up. Really? But do you feel yourself swirling in all that weird space? My dreams get crazy. Finishers out. Yeah, I, I want to hear more. Yeah. So the next scene instantly was me having to explain to this family who loved this squirrel that I was the one that killed it. (gasps) It died? Well, because it was hanging on for its little squirrel life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it died, and I found out that the man loved this squirrel, and even though he was robbing me, so he was a bad guy... Your dream self is a murderer. I'm going to call PETA on your dream self. What I want to ask you all about is Mm. the validity of dreams. Mm. Well, I feel like I was a dream interpreter in a past life, so I'd like to take a (laughs) shot at this. It feels like there's some sort of weight on you or some sort of guilt that you feel for something happened in this dream. Something like, environmental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You threw away the squirrel and you had to apologize for killing it. So you feel guilt about something. Is there something that you've done? What are all the bad yeah, things you've done? Yeah, what's going on in your life? Let's dive oh into gosh. this well, situation. Actually, there is a lot going on. I am considering a full-time job. Oh. I would be feeding squirrels. Oh. No, I'd be killing squirrels. (laughs) It's an exterminator position. No, that's big, but I think I had this dream before that, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know I have a lot of squirrels on my back porch. They're basically garden terrorists. But they are our friends. Have you ever seen Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Do you know when Rabbit is just trying to plant some carrots? Yes. yes. And Gopher with dynamite blows up. That's what mm. I... Maybe I have squirrel anger. Maybe. Mm. I'm with TJ. Mm. I believe dreams are connected to something you're feeling or you're internalizing. It's your subconscious mind. It is. Communicating with you. It really is. Maybe it's just a bunch of weird thoughts that come out in strange ways when our conscious mind is asleep. I have no. a story to tell you how dreams are tied up with real feelings and what's going on inside. Preach, girlfriend. I'm telling you. Mm. (laughs) Way back when, like 15 years ago, I had this dream that has always stuck with me. And basically, in this dream, I was Cher and Buffy... Share from Clueless <laughs> yes, and Buffy yes, yes, the yes. Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. all in one. You're this person. I'm this person. I think my name was Buffy in the dream. My character was a combination of these two films because <laughs> so I remember walking down the street with my girlfriends mm-hmm. and I was Buffy in the sense that I had to slay people who didn't have a fashion sense. Slay queen. So that's where the clueless came in. I remember going Mm. into the high school. I was feeling real proud because of my last fashion slay. This person was mismatched, couldn't Mm. wear anything, just no coordination. You read them head to toe. Read them Mm -hmm. head to toe. Got them all the way together. I'm on board. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm watching this. I'm watching this. You see, okay, you see it, right? My new favorite show. I knew I was coming into the school the next day Mm. and I was about to be the shiznit. Mm. Everyone was going to love me but the person that I slayed was the most popular person in school. Ooh. Well, she shouldn't have been dressed poorly. Uh, she shouldn't yeah. have, but no one in my school knew that I was a part of this Buffy thing. They mm-hmm. just thought I was Buffy and I always dressed well and I could get fashion tips. But my good friends knew that I was the Slayer and they were really proud of me. But then we went to school and everyone's mourning the death of this person that I slayed. Ooh. And I am guilted as yeah. Buffy, yeah. but they had to go and no one can know my mission. Mm-hmm. 
Essentially, what I tied this all to was that I was entering high school and I could not dress at the time. And I thought that I was going to be slayed Mm. by the kids. Yeah. Because well, they were mean. That's deep. That's yeah. definitely proof to the validity of yeah, dreams. I'm just that's saying. not a dream. That's a pilot. Mm. <laughs> yes. I was once on a cabin trip with some couples, and people took a nap. And while this woman was taking a nap with my friends, she dreamt that her boyfriend and one of the other girls mm-hmm. were hooking up. And oh. she just dreamt mm, this. Yeah. And she woke up, and she told me, she goes, oh, my God, I had the weirdest dream. She told me all about it. Cut to weeks later, she now hates that other girl, doesn't let her boyfriend ever talk to her again, and Mm. now they are vicious enemies. And it all came from the dream. And everybody in the social circle knows, and anybody listening to this who knows me knows exactly what I'm talking about. This entire relationship broke up over a dream. Whoa. And there was no truth to any of it. No, no, nothing ever happened. And these two people were super close friends, and they're no longer friends because of a dream. Maybe you should keep your dreams to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or tell them to me, and I'll interpret them. Yeah, that's what we need in our mailbag, is people to send in their dreams. Oh, send in your dreams. Yeah. TJ can interpret them, and I want to give anecdotes. Okay, yeah, send in your dreams for TJ to interpret at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. I'm like Joseph in a Technicolor Yas coat. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to start keeping a dream journal. Yes. Can any of us do this as well? Yes. All right. For free, you'll interpret any of our dreams. For free. Correct. <laughs> no, you have to buy a jar of peas. <laughs> how, how about my business? All right, TJ, you got a game for us? Today is 420, so in celebration of this holiday, we are going to play Marijuana Strain or Craft Beer. <laughs> as you know, International Beer Day was also on April 7th, but we're a little late, so today we are going to play this. George, you are up. You pick I don't know. People. We're going counterclockwise, I guess. Oh, okay. And it's okay. your turn. Right? Counterclockwise. You have to pay your dues, George. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Should I keep track of the correct answer? Yeah, there's 20, 20. in total. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go down the list, to pay and it's going to do rapid fire, and I'm going to say it, and you're going to go... Beer or weed. Okay. Is that good? And away we go. Hop, drop, and roll. Beer. Correct. Bob Saget OG. Weed. Correct. Horny devil. Weed. Beer. Fancy lawnmower. Weed. Ah, beer. Electric banana on fire. Beer. Ah, weed. Space Nation middle finger. Beer. Correct. Brown bomber. Weed. Correct. Sour me unicorn farts. Beer. Correct. Crouching tiger hidden alien. Weed. Correct. Tahoe abduction. Weed. Correct. Scary bubbles. Beer. No, weed. (laughs) (laughs) Zombie dust. Weed. No, beer. Where's my bike? God, that could be either. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Depending on the night. Mm -hmm. Weed. Yes, purple monkey dishwasher. Beer. Correct. Undead party crasher. Beer. Correct. Barack Obama. Weed. Correct. (laughs) Duck, duck, goose. Beer. Correct. Dark Lord. Weed. Ah, beer. Frosty Jesus. Weed. Correct. Snozzleberry. Beer. No, weed. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, I literally didn't know any of those. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do we get? That is 12 correct answers. Oh, hey. Yeah, above 50%. Yeah, those are good. Look at you. (laughs) Weed expert. (laughs) Maybe I'm a beer expert. (laughs) Weed expert. Beer expert. (laughs) I like Barack Obama. Me too. Um, Brewery, you get to Barack Obama. Oh, no, Brock is a weed. Oh, oh. Yeah. But I would not want that. That would be illegal. I like the Bob Saget OG. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's your favorite strand. Yeah, yeah the strand, the strain, strand. He, he just enjoyed that while watching Full House. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners in Munster, Indiana, will yeah. know about Space Nation Middlefinger. There were a lot of interesting beers in Munster, Indiana. There oh, is no. three Floyds brewing. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Floyd, Floyd, and Floyd all got together. I think when your town is called is Munster, you just gotta have fun. Yeah, you might as well. Exactly. Well, thanks, TJ. That was great. Of course. Alexandria just got married. I did. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Oh, How was the wedding? It was lovely. Lots of friends and family. Super excited. Did your celebrity family come? They did. Aww. Well, some of them couldn't make it. They <clears throat> sent text messages. Rude. Oh, yeah. Um, but did your other- godmother, Diane Ross, make it? Her birthday was recent. She's mm. still kind of getting over all of the celebration from that mm. and relaxing and whatnot. The subject of weddings, since you just got married mm-hmm. and I'm about to. Mm. Oh. Okay. I've been having this thought about... Oh. <laughs> I know. Really? TJ learns everything for the first time. (laughs) I try to keep it going. The finance of wedding. Mm -hmm. You just told us that people had RSVP'd Mm -hmm. and then via text didn't show? Yeah, like. Via text? That's That's like money wasted, but I still feel like it was worth it, even though we paid it and that money didn't get used. It was still worth it because we had such a lovely event. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. But I want to pose a debate challenge Uh-oh. for you and George. Now, I'm going to make a statement. Okay. And one of you will take the pro and one of you will take the con. You'll do an opening statement and then you'll debate. And then TJ and I will decide who the winner is. Right. we got to pick the same person. Yes. Because if we're divided... What? It'll be a tie. Then you'll have to oh. debate oh. why which one of us should win. Oh. Here we go. Guests who last minute no show your wedding should be invoiced for the amount per person of the cost of their ticket. Who wants the pro? I can take the pro on that. All right, go ahead, George. A guest who doesn't show up should be invoiced, period. That is tacky. Mm. I'm going to add, if a guest brings a gift that does not cost as much as inviting them cost, you could invoice them for the balance as well. (laughs) I think that as a guest, Mm -hmm. you should determine where's this venue and then gauge whether or not you should go Mm -hmm. and what kind of gift you should bring, and you should definitely go appropriately. So don't be showing up with coasters to some fine establishment where you know it's $100 a seat. Hmm. I'm going to take the con side, and I will say that I do not think it's fair to invoice someone per guest or per mm-hmm. how many people they RSVP'd for if they do not attend your wedding because life presents its challenges and circumstances, and if something comes up, I want to be understanding, and I know that in reality, someone's going to eat the food that didn't get eaten by the person that was missing, or someone's going to take home some leftovers. Heck, I got some leftovers from this situation, and we all know I'm a starving artist. (laughs) (laughs) Built-in lunches, I'm not going to complain about that. And who knows what could have happened, so I want to offer some compassion. Nothing happened. They were sitting (laughs) on their lazy ass and just didn't want to get up. And they're like, I don't even know her that well. But what if Mm -hmm. their lazy ass was hurting that day and they couldn't move? It's too bad. Don't RSVP. Think about the fact that, oh, you know what? I hurt often and can't make it sometimes. Sometimes your hurt is sudden. They were watching Nailed It and they laughed really hard and they just got some ass spasm that just Mm -hmm. paralyzed them. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? Look, 
it's going to cost them. Or they can send a really good gift. If they send you some Tiffany, right? Hey, Alan, so sorry, emergency, didn't show up, but here's some Tiffany. You would get over it real quick, right? But if they're like, hey, Alex, so sorry, I can't show up. Here's nothing. Invoice. I feel what you're saying, George, but I don't need a gift. I don't need the Tiffany's, even though Tiffany's would be nice. Mm-hmm. But I <laughs> am just going to say that big hearted side of me. I want to understand and I want to be understanding of where someone's situation is. All right. Closing statements. I made the threat that I would invoice guests that didn't show up to my wedding. And I had a 100 percent RSVP attendance rate. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I didn't have an invoice policy and still had 100% attendance. You just said people didn't show up. Oh, yeah, but they didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Diana Ross, I love her. She's (laughs) fabulous. I had 100% attendance of the ones that mattered. Okay. TJ, what'd you think? Who won? Oh, man. Good points on both sides, I must say. Y'all both seem you're well-versed in debate-ism. Thank you, TJ. But the most compelling would have to come from the side of, you know, show, but you could do this instead. So that was George with the Tiffany. TJ likes Tiffany. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I loved it. I thought Alexandra had a great move in the end Uh-oh. by saying your wedding was still great. But I have to go with George on this oh, one. Oh, traitors. Boom. It's okay. Get invoiced by George then. Mm, See show if I up care. to your yeah. event. <laughs> yeah. I'm more, See what um, happens when you stub your toe oh, okay. and you're out of his event for a day and now you have a $50 invoice for not eating your meal. They'll That's show all. up the next time. I'll hire you as a lawyer. Well, folks, if you've got an opinion on that subject, you can write to us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. It's time now for another episode of The League of Regrettable Superheroes. You may remember the Black Dwarf from a previous episode. Mm -hmm, Oh, mm -hmm. God, the Black Dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) And the subsequent sketch that I wrote about the Black Dwarf. Well, I've got a new superhero for you. Mm -hmm. This is Mother... Hubbard. <laughs> oh, okay. Loosen eye from out of head. <laughs> no more children you'll be fed. Huh. Despite bearing a name with origins in a children's nursery rhyme, Mother Hubbard's trio of adventures in the early 1940s may have been the most flat-out terrifying superhero stories in the entire genre. Only Mother Hubbard confronted a race of gnomes who pried <laughs> the eyes out of children's heads with a crowbar. Oh my my. Wow. wow. Mother Hubbard was part of a small sorority of magical superheroines, but she stands out from the rest by being a genuine witch, crone-like appearance, peaked hat, flying broomstick, and all. Headquartered in a dilapidated house located somewhere inside of a morose swamp, bordering a graveyard, and a forest of barren needle-like trees, evidently on the indistinct boundary between the real world and the world of mystical horrors, Mother H. turned the tools of witchcraft against the forces of evil, both human and supernatural. Hmm. Remnant of an age long past, the mysterious Mother Hubbard commands the power of ancient witchcraft to battle the evils of the present day. Her occult armory was a cupboard. (laughs) That wasn't bare, but rather full of ominously labeled bottles of bat's claws, siren's lure, madman's blood, and the like. With these, she worked her idle black magic. She was also in possession of a crystal ball, and Mother Hubbard could tell when evil was afoot via a built-in series of biological early warning systems. (laughs) 
as she once explained, in the rhyming speech that was her trademark patter, My nose is twitching, my blood runs cold, tis sign of pending crime that I must unfold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She was a good guy? She would save children, <laughs> I guess. It's all crimes? The crowbar through me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, for I some wish reason, you guys could see Will's faces as mm-hmm. he's reading this. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the gnomes pry the eyes of children with a crowbar, which may not be the most effective way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you use a spoon, I'd assume. Right. They're such smaller instruments yeah, to use. Yeah, crowbar, and you're a gnome, that would be so large. That's like your size. Yeah. I think she would come to save the children. From what? How? The gnomes. Oh, the gnome. Wait, whose eyes is she gouge out? She- no, the gnomes are taking the <laughs> eyes out of the children. Oh, I thought she was taking the eyes out of the children. No, I want to play a new segment from now on. Yeah. It's just reading comprehension with TJ. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> from like a Stop third nice. grade SAT like, book. Like, let's just like read a sentence and I'm like ask listening. questions. <laughs> I'm like listening dyslexia. Like this is, ears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was mean. I'm just kidding, but. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Critical thinking with TJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a quiz. So Mother Hubbard could also count on her creaking bones and curling hair to alert her to imminent wrongdoing. It's <laughs> like her spidey sense. Or though for most folks, such bothersome symptoms would just mean that it's going to rain. Older folks get pain in their joints. That yeah. meant trouble was afoot for Mother Hubbard. I've got a few more rhymes. Would you like to hear some more? Yes. All right. <laughs> Go for it. The cupboard door I'll open wide. The fiend will taste what is inside. Good. Because presumably these are the weapons with which she battles the gnomes that are stealing the children. Okay. Oh. A pinch of this, a drop of that. All wicked crime I will combat. Combat or come back? Combat. Oh, okay. She looks like a creepy witch. Mm. Oh, she does. Like a Mm. Halloween witch. And I think that Mm. would be... What would frighten me if I was a child, yes. and my eyes crawled out with a crowbar, I'd see her, and I'd be even more frightened. <laughs> like, oh no, now a witch is here. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why she was so scared. I would run from her. Once again, my bones start to creak. I'll find the crime. I'll take a peek. <laughs> Some of the rhymes don't advance the plot in any way. At all. Mm-hmm. The rhymes are just her exclaiming mm-hmm. that something mm-hmm. bad is about to happen. Right. <laughs> She's so scary looking. The gnomes kind of look friendly. Yeah, I think the gnomes look like Keebler elves. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I would trust the gnomes, crowbar and all, and would run from the witch. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the superhero shouldn't be scarier than the villain. I might have to write you know? a sketch on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's yours. Would you like to see Alexandria? Yes, Thank you, TJ. I don't know why we George! Are, are we talking like that? <laughs> TJ's doing his Dory Whale speak. Yeah, they're kind of cute. They are. Until they pry your eyes out with a crowbar. Crowbar. What if the children are bad? What if they had it coming? Also, how does she get them to take the poison? You think the word would spread quick right? among the gnomes? Oh, it's that witch. Don't eat her poison. She mm. probably puts it on an apple and then disguises herself as something else, like witches want to do. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's a really What's the sorority she's in? I have questions. I love the idea oh, of this sorority of witches. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gamma knew. <laughs> yes. Thank you, John Morris, that. who is the author of this wonderful book of regrettable superheroes. I do want to read a quick editor's note. Mm. I selected this superhero before I read this editor's note. Okay. Harry A. Chesler's comics were known particularly for publishing wild and weird stories. Yeah, they were. So he's the fellow that wrote this Mother Hubbard. Allegedly, when asked what the A stood for, Chesler replied, anything. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Formerly employed in the furniture business and advertising, he oversaw a packed studio of high-quality comic creators. His employees turned out stories that were then sold to other comic publishers. He oversaw a chain of publishing houses that created heroes such as Lady Satan <laughs> and the Black Dwarf. <gasps> oh. Was the Black Dwarf in the sorority? I think Good he question. might have been. Was this a co-ed sorority? Mm. He claimed at one point to have supplied superhero adventures with 300 comic titles. This crazy guy who's known for creating a lot of these regrettable superheroes created Mother Hubbard and also the Black Dwarf, which we'd already featured mm-hmm. on the show. Is Lady yes. Satan in this book? If yeah. she's in this book, then I think she needs to be next, because I am all about Lady I'm Satan. I'm interested in hearing her story, definitely. Mm. TJ, what do you think Lady Satan's story is? I don't know. She sounds like she works like at a publishing house, maybe, and <laughs> rejects <laughs> all the manuscripts. Yeah. Is it yeah. basically <laughs> like the prelude to <laughs> Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. Oh, probably. that's where it came <laughs> from. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. God, you're good at TJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he totally loses it and is just like found wandering around oh. town pushing a buggy, <laughs> yeah. you could interpret for him. I yeah. Folks, it's now time for a bit of audio theater. We've brought in a couple of our favorite actors from around town here in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, where it's spring, the flowers are in bloom, and Mm -hmm. pollen's everywhere. Everyone's vegan. Yeah. (laughs) Not everyone. For a couple weeks, at least. Uh, A month. Go vegan. Yeah. And now, folks, a word from our sponsor. We have a sponsor? Yeah. Yeah, it's very special. We haven't had a sponsor since episode two. I don't think we'll have it for long. No. Well, (laughs) anyways, this episode was brought to you by our sponsor. Mom, Dad, I'm home. Chris, my little piglet back home for Easter. How's college, son? It is really exciting. Put your suitcases down and take a load off. Your mother has been slaving all day to make that leg of lamb just the way you like it. Yeah, about that, I was kind of thinking... Oh, stop, honey, getting up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m., huh? (laughs) Means my boy has his favorite home... Favorite, you say? Favorite meal. Then the pleasure was all mine. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you both something. Chris, let me tell you. Ever since I retired, I've been going to run errands with your mother. Yeah, it's been great. (laughs) And when we were going shopping for the lamb, we didn't go to Kroger like we usually do. It was very disconcerting to me. Instead, we went to Whole Foods. Oh, that sounds really... Expensive? Yes, yes. Organza lamb, let me tell you, is not cheap. He means organic. I mean what I said. Wow, that sounds really great. Thank you both for going to such great lengths. But I wanted to tell you, there's this animal rights group on campus, and... Oh, for Christ's sake, that reminds me. Honey, don't. It wasn't a big deal. It certainly was. I was there. I can tell you if it was a big deal or not. Now, when your mother and I were leaving the Whole Foods, that damn animal rights group, FEMA... He means PETA, honey. It's fine. I mean what I said. Well, when they saw your mother carrying that lamb shank, a beautiful-looking lamb shank, straight off of the lamb, they threw blood all over her. It was only red paint, and it's all gone now. Well, after we got home, your mother and I spent a week. It was only a few days. It's fine. 
almost a week then, trying to get that stuff out of her beautiful hair. We even had to go to a salon. Your father met my hairstylist, Terrence. That Terrence. Oh, son, let me tell you about that Terrence. He, my boy, is a miracle worker. And I bet he was finally glad to have a real man to talk to about hair, you know? He was not. Okay, but real quick... What? Terrence loved me. You know, he called me a bear. I'm a vegan. Well, your mother and I have always kind of known. And we love you no matter what, just as long as you're happy. Honey, he's he said he's vegan. I don't eat meat. Fish, dairy, and especially not lambs. Even if it's organza? Even if it's organza! I'm sorry, it really sounds like you went through a lot of... What? Just look at your mother. I just can't catch a break ever since your father retired. He's with me nonstop at home, at the grocery store, at the salon. He even goes with me to spin class. Spin class! Oh, that was my sanctuary. This is all your fault, Christopher. <laughs> Don't you see? You apologize to I'm your mother now. I'm not apologize for preventing heart disease heart and wanting disease. my parents to live past their 55th birthday. It's, it's a medical condition. There have been studies and research from Yale, from Harvard, from the Columbia Medical Center. Even Emory. I know. I'm still your child. I love you. I'm still your baby. I'm just going to be your vegetable-eating baby now. From all of us at Whole Foods, Happy Easter. Pick up your vegan or organza lamb today. You all might remember a few weeks ago, we all challenged each other to give up something for Lent. Mm-hmm. Like the good, funny Catholics that we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, what'd you give up and how's it going? Right. Today is officially... Easter, so Lent is over. Well, we're pre-recording, so you still have a few more days. But. <laughs> right. It is going, I don't know, not so well, because my challenge was to give up Lyft or Rideshare, and I definitely took a Rideshare to some event for work. I was coming back from a job fair with a recruiter from our company, and we got into this lift with this woman who's spiritual. She's some kind of medicine woman of sorts. She had on this headpiece, a beautiful wrap, and she was wearing a tank top. She was just like very like easygoing, just like the universe is, you know, in control. Yeah. Yeah. I've smelt this scent of sorts mm-hmm. and i don't know what it was i'm but sure i know what it, it was it, like it made me like feel at ease and it wasn't that <laughs> i know what you're thinking of but it was something else i don't know what it was but i feel like it was like a glade plug-in that was really powerful but it was warm <laughs> outside too and she had the windows down and i like, felt instantly like tired but at ease i never felt so comfortable mm-hmm. ever in my life and just at ease just like i give up control tj got dosed by yep. cbd aromatherapy <laughs> yeah. in his possibly <laughs> And he calls me, and he's in a panic. He's yeah. like, oh my god, 
but I I don't know what's going on, and yeah. I, he's really worried, uh-huh. and I'm a jerk, and I'm like, you're not supposed to be in a ride yeah, share. Yeah, right, yeah, remind me. <laughs> I felt like we were not going back to work. I felt like we were going to her house or her mm. friend's house to pick up something. We're just like riding around, and it's summer, and it's just nice and like chill. So you tried to reimagine what the ride was to make it stay within your Lent and what you were supposed to be giving up? Yeah, I guess it's my spiritual awakening. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe of sorts. Maybe well, you're supposed to be there. I the don't know. The point of Lent is to bring you closer, right? To some sort of. So mm-hmm. maybe by breaking your Lent, you got closer to mm-hmm. the. Oh, yeah. That's what Catholics want you to do. Yep. Yeah, We're <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I text you? Oh no. You were in a panic. It was really funny. Yeah. I'm just like, and I am not a good on. friend. Yeah. Alexandria, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I suck. Because we still have some time, we're still recording a little bit before. My thing for Lint was mm, I was supposed to do of, something yeah. more. So Conceive I was, a child. Not today. No. <laughs> that's another uh, holiday. That's another holiday. A couple of years from now. Mine was do stand-up. An open mic. An open mic. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a little different because technically I could do an open mic and I can go in and do some deaf poetry jam too. Yeah. Like, I am out here in these streets and we are trying to eat some meat. Yes. Do you feel me? Can I play the like drums next to you? Yes. yes. I want a hat. Can I want wear sunglasses. Yes. Yes. I want a beret. Mm-hmm. And I want to wear you it all black. Again. What? You did the thing again where you you what? made a giant hat suit yes. a beret. <laughs> I get excited when I imagine these scenarios when I'm wearing a you hat. You love a hat. I love a good hat. It's an oversized beret yeah. for his talent. He wants bongos I, and a sombrero. I just love yeah. a good costume for like mm-hmm. a real life scenario. Are we going to have enough time to get all of these costume pieces though? We better cram them in now. Okay, I guess we got to go shopping once we leave from here. Yeah. Well, you, well you've still got some time. Just uh, don't take the lift. Go to an <laughs> open mic. Uh, you can ride with me, TJ. Yeah. We're all going to our open mic. I'll all right, we'll find a day we're all available. I'll go. Yeah, okay. Excellent. George, how about you? I've been good about it. I was supposed to do daily affirmations, mm-hmm. but we were still recording, and I'm also Greek, and Greek people have a different Easter, so I have mm-hmm. a longer Lent. Yes. Ours is 50-something days, mm-hmm. so it's going to go on for some time, and I started a little bit later. Okay. But Y'all's Groundhog's Day is earlier, too, right? No, it's just, yeah, just well, Easter we've moved. <laughs> you don't celebrate birthdays. And, and your birthday. Oh, okay. And TJ's birthday got, got moved to the 30th of February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christmas is a different thing, right? Yes. Okay. All right. There's also Greek George Washington's birthday. Yeah. Yes, the Greek George Washington mm-hmm. has a different birthday. I, I can see that. Well, he was a little slower because mm-hmm. he would take a siesta in the afternoon. Didn't right. get here as quickly. There's more pita bread. He got their third. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> George Washington didn't get anywhere. He didn't discover America. Yeah. We're idiots. <laughs> Jorge Washington. I have kept up with my affirmations because I don't want to have to sing something embarrassing on this radio show for penance. So I can wait. Back up. So I can read some of my affirmations, or do we want to just move on? I'd like to hear a couple. Give Um, us a sample. I came up with great ice cream toppings. People will be very lucky to eat my ice cream sundae. Oh, yeah. Uh, My signature is usually consistent. (laughs) What? I sent my mom a super sweet text message before she went in for surgery. Oh. My naps are epic. Oh. Mm -hmm. My hair looks fantastic. Yes, you do have good hair. The dog likes me best. (laughs) That that I believe that makes sense. Yeah. I am the best party host ever. I wish I was friends with me. 
<laughs> yeah. I like that. These are nice. I do like your affirmation. We're so negative all the time. Mm-hmm. Has this changed your thinking in any way about yourself? No, I'm pretty full of myself. Mm. <laughs> it's been nice to take some time to think about me mm. on a structured basis and to mm. write it down. And I like to reminisce about all the awesome things I've done. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to pick which awesome thing to be proud of that day. Mm. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mine was to groom a little more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm liking it. Yeah, it's yeah. working yeah. for you. Thanks. I nice. have been making an effort with this. I have moose in my hair. Oh. Yes. I like it. This is a weird thing, but when you have a little stubble, you got to shave the neck. Mm-hmm. You can't get a neck beard. You don't want mm-hmm. a neck beard's not cute. Nope. It's mm-hmm. not cute. I've been making an effort to do that a little more, and I'm probably going to go get another haircut this week at my mm-hmm. favorite barbershop. I've been doing it. What has it done for you? Do you feel the difference being more groomed? What? As a freelancer, I've been looking for work mm-hmm. the majority of my life, mm-hmm. and I just got offered a full-time job. Uh, oh. <laughs> so it was the hair that was holding you back. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And the lost and found thrift store which has some fabulous clothes for a very cheap price Mm. Mm. also will is wearing flip-flops without socks oh that's true yeah he's really just stepping up the game thanks guys i feel good for lent (laughs) tell us about your lent challenge folks by writing to us at funniest people i know at gmail.com you can get us on facebook you can get us on twitter thanks always for listening folks we've gotten friends from all over the country who've been writing in who enjoy the show and for listening and supporting us and we really really appreciate it do us a favor tell a friend about the show we talk about the lone ranger we've talked about the me too movement we've talked about tj and his weird uh, everything yeah you name it insert (laughs) insert anything we're so delighted to have alexandria on the show george is doing a great job producing thank you folks for listening and also folks thank you to producer jane who edits the show for us thank you jane and to our dear friend louis aronowitz who composed our theme song have yourselves a hilarious week